Okay, we're going to open up for Q&A for about 10 minutes. So um, the first question we have is, my best friend's parents are from Pakistan, and both of my parents are from another country as well. How has their culture, or how have your parents' culture influenced your writing? Yeah, um, I I think it's impossible to for it to have not influenced. Um, my dad's family, uh, my dad is from Iraq, um, and then my on my mom's side, her father is from Mexico. And I think for me, because I have grown up in such a multicultural household, in a multilingual household, in a multi-religious household, um, I think I'm always seeing multiple sides of something. And I think I'm always understanding that there's a translation process between what someone says and what they mean. And the same thing in the same tone can mean different things in different cultures. Um, so I think that like that's sort of integral uh, to how I see the world and how I like make characters, essentially. I would also say that um, my dad's side really is where I get the like we, we laugh to keep from crying. So there's like a, a dark sense of humor that comes from there that um, I really enjoy. Um, and there's also a love of um, poetry and history that I get from from his side. I get from my mom. She always gave me like um, Loris Cuvel and like a, a lot of um, magic realism and romance. So I think that I get that from her. Um, so yeah, I think like the kinds of stories that those cultures tell um, and what they mean has, has been passed down. There's a lot of like longing in Arabic poetry that I really love in a love story, which is like two people like unable to get together for reasons beyond their control. And there's just like a lot of courtly love and longing, which I, I genuinely love. Um, so I think it's, it's all of these like big ways and little ways at the same time. Okay, so where do you see the trend for rom-coms heading in the near future? Um, I think I've been seeing them be much more inclusive, which I think is great. I think it's great that we get to tell all of these different kinds of love stories, which has been really wonderful to read on the page and see on screen. Um, yeah, that would be the, like the one thing that I'm seeing that I think is just really, really wonderful is that the rom-com has become a lot more inclusive um, in general. I don't know if anyone else has other stuff that they've seen. I think the ones that I've read lately, I have seen that inclusivity. And I also feel like they are much more nuanced, if that makes sense. It seems like I just taught a, a fairy tale um, adaptations class and was joking about how all original Disney princesses just got married to solve all their problems. And um, I feel like rom-cons have moved a little bit away from like really far away from that in the last, you know, 10, 20 years. But it's also, even now, it's become more and more nuanced where it's more about a character's growth, like you were talking about, Amina, and seeing them grow into a relationship rather than like... Yeah, that's really observant. No, I mean, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think that it's, it's, it's much more fleshed out. And I think that there's probably a much more, much like fairy tales, like much more of a sense of... Um, winking self-awareness in modern rom-coms right the like the meta text is kind of always present in a way that I don't know that it always was in classic ones sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't but I think most modern ones are very aware of the idea of the rom-com as a kind of story and then invoking that in order to tell a different story what do you like to do when figuring out your characters any exercises you use or tricks etc I have so many I don't know what you guys do I make mood boards I make playlists um I like Google like restaurants and local coffee shops and like try to construct like a world someone would inhabit and like where they would go and, and who they would see. 
um, that always helps me just like get in the mindset and be able to understand who that person is and like see their POV and like see their point of view really clearly. Um, I also think about like art they might like or movies they might watch over and over again. Like that always is a shorthand for my brain to understanding who someone is. Um, what do you, what do y'all do? I really like um, doing monologues from a character's point of view, especially if they're more of a side character and not one of the main characters where if I'm struggling to sort of get a voice for them, I write like I am them for until it takes basically to, to sound convincing and for me to be able to get back into that whenever I need it. I'm a big fan of character sheets and I think what has helped me most um, I love for my character sitting down and, you know, answering the basic questions, what their, what their favorite color is, who their best friend is. Um, but really digging into deeper questions, like if you could forget, if they could forget any memory, what memory would they forget? Or what do they think about when they don't have to do anything? Or, you know, questions that kind of dig more at that, like, how do they react under stress? And that really helps me get a sense of them. I really love delving into backstory. I mean, I write really long sci-fi and fantasy weird books and so there is there's not a lot of like movies that they like to watch and stuff like that there's just usually really sad backstories <laughs> and so um usually when I'm trying to get into where a character it's it's usually through interaction with other characters and I, I tend to discovery write characters a little bit and so it takes like the first half of the book before I even get a really good handle on them this is why I end up rewriting the first half of my book every single time. It's the worst. Don't do that. But I feel like watching the way a character interacts with the people around them and then also the way they react to certain situations are all the things that help me to like really get inside their heads and then like throwing out all the things that don't work later. So yeah, I, I just, I love thinking about how something difficult happening in your past or like even if you've had a really easy past, like how those things affect the way that you talk to other people and the way you react to the world around you whether it involves stabbing swords into people or, you know, flirting with your cool co-conspirator or whatever, you know, all that. <laughs> Sometimes both. Both is better. Where would you recommend starting if you want to read rom-coms? Let's get some recommendations out here. Oh my gosh, there are so many right now. I feel like we've had like a real explosion of them. Um, in YA, let's see. Uh, you Should See Me in a Crown by Leah Johnson um, just came out. Uh, the Henna Wars is like mostly rom-com. Um, I really love uh, The Way You Make Me Feel by Maureen Gu. Um, I love uh, Emily Wibberly and Austin Sigmund Broca play like really fun with like rom-coms and Shakespeare rom-coms and even like rom-droms. Um, when Dimple Met Rishi and like that whole Dimpleverse um, by Sandhya Menon is so good. Uh and, like, she is such a great example of, like, using the idea of the trope and, like, really being keyed into story in that way. She's, like, such a great, um, like, sparse writer. But I mean that in a good way where it's, like, you really see the story and you really see the beats of it um, and, like, is really good to study. Um, I love my so-called Bollywood life. Um, I'm just, like, trying to jam off the top of my head. I think there's so many. And there's some great ones in in the adult sphere, too. Um but I'm going to stop myself before I really just start going on a tangent. <laughs> Has anyone else read some good rom-coms recently? The one I've read most recently that I liked was called Technically You Started It, which is like a text-based one. I love it. So fun. Anybody else? Kristen's always the one who recommends rom-coms. I have a lot, but Amina said so many of mine. <laughs> Give me a second and I'll come back. I can't think of the name of the one I really liked. So let me find that. Okay. 
I guess start with your favorite trope. Like, start with your favorite thing, because rom-coms should be fun. So it should be like, if you love enemies to lovers, write enemies to lovers. If you love childhood sweethearts, write childhood sweethearts. Like, if you love, you know, uh, someone getting kidnapped on a pirate ship, like, start there, right? Like, like, start in a place of where you love the trope and, like, really lean into the fact that, like, rom-coms are bananas. Like, they are, like, they come from these really weird concepts and you're just like these two people are making a movie and then we accidentally got locked in the school for the weekend. And now, yeah. Right. Like it's just like these weird setups. So like have, I mean, and I think that's what like set it up was kind of making fun of too, but like, like have fun with that. Like they, they should be joyful and fun, even if there's something serious baked into them. So like whatever's the most fun for you and whatever's always like examine what your favorite things to watch and read are. And then, and dive in from there because that'll tell you like what you like and where you, where your strengths possibly are. Did you get it, Kristen? I've got a handful. Uh, so I'm not sure if you would really count Love Boat Taipei because of how that actually ends up, but I read that recently. Um, how to be Remy Cameron. I really enjoyed, um, Dead Queens Club doesn't count because of what that is, but it hits the humor in a way that I really like. So I would definitely recommend that if you're trying to get funny. 